Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am very excited to welcome my guest to the show. This is someone that you would think I would have had on a long time ago because we're both podcasters, we're both interested in hearing about people's stories when they're being like very honest and very real. Um, I'm going to guess we both don't love small talk. I'm going to get into all of that. But anyway, please put your hands together for the host of the long-running, very excellent podcast, Terrible Thanks for Asking, and author of numerous books, including most recently, and I'm holding it up to the camera, Bad Vibes Only and Other Things I Bring to the Table. And if you'd like to see the cover of this, I mean, really go, you know, anywhere where you buy books and purchase it, but also youtube.com slash Alison Rosen, where you can see me holding up the cover and what's to come. Please put your hands together for Nora McInerney. Hello. Hello. It's through all odds. We made it here today. And by all odds, I mean technology odds. (laughs) What's interesting to me is you have mentioned to us that technology is conspiring against you, but you haven't ascribed it to like Mercury being in retrograde or anything. No, I don't live in LA, so I can't (laughs) tell you. uh, (laughs) uh, Anytime someone's like, oh my God, Mercury, I'm like, what? Like, what are you you saying about? I assume it's always in retrograde. I, my friend, uh, Kate Kennedy described uh, astrology as being like a group photo, you're only ever looking at yourself. And that's what it feels like. So true. That's so good. Have you ever had this happen? Because this has happened to me more than once. But let me just quickly say hello, Tony Thaxton. Hello and welcome. Oh, hi. You keep me on the edge of my seat. I know. The intro intro comes at like just such random times now. (laughs) I am very seat of my pants. Yeah. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that uh okay nora let me explain this to you too and then we're getting to something i I have a point about astrology but anyway i used to be able to do intros like the professional podcaster i am and then sometime during the pandemic my ability to do an intro like went out the window and i don't even i don't even know what happened i couldn't remember what order i'm supposed to do it in and it just it became comically clumsy and then miraculously my ability to do them came back. And I feel like I've now gotten a few good ones under my belt. But then with yours, I said, put your hands together. And then where I should have said your name, I'm like, no, I've got to give the credits first. (laughs) And then I did the credits. And then I said, put your hands together again. So there were two, like everyone, their hands were just hovering. Tony was with, uh, uh, (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Uh, where are you with your ability to do intros? Have you maintained it? I don't do them. I don't do them. I don't do them, Allison. I don't do a, I I have time between an interview and the writing Mm -hmm. for that reason, because there's no way I could possibly do one. And I would sit down with you and we would talk about everything else and then we would run out of time and I would say, oh, no, I think we we're supposed to be recording a podcast. So mm. I have to have 
I have to have a, a specific roadmap for where I'm going and I can't deviate from it. And I don't think I could read an introduction without reading it. Mm. I've never done it without reading it to the point where when I write even a live show, a live performance, the first thing I write is, hi, I'm Nora McInerney. (laughs) (laughs) As though I could forget because I would. Do you have notes? Do you have notes with you when you do a live performance? Oh, yeah. I mean, our live performances uh, of the podcast are, you know, like, like a produced show with lighting cues and media and uh, like recorded audio, pre-recorded audio and some video elements. And so, yeah, I have to have notes for it. Even if I have done the same, like technically the same show 20 or 30 times, it will literally never be the same because five minutes before I go on, I'm rewriting it and being like, Mm -hmm. actually. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I think that there are probably plenty of people who would be like, Allison, Listen to what she's saying. There, you you would be you would benefit so much from having a script. But no, I refuse. I just That's, refuse. I make I, notes sometimes, and, and then I don't look at them. I admire that in people. I really do. I think that's the sign of a completely differently functioning brain, and some might say a superior brain. Oh, but to I don't to know. be able to just say to be to be able to sit down and be like, no, I'm talking to Nora McInerney for my podcast. And I'm going to know what we're going to say. And there's no way that this conversation is going to devolve into a conversation about the exchange rate of Kohl's cash to U.S. dollars, which – Oh, but know, it might. It but might. It might. But- yeah. I mean, okay. Well, now I've, I'm, I'm getting all <laughs> over the place. Let me just go back to what I was going to say. Have you ever had this experience, which I have, which is – Going to a therapist or someone who you respect and admire and, uh, you know, appreciate their input on your life. And then all of a sudden they're like, should we look at our horoscopes? Because <laughs> this has happened to me like a couple of times. And I'm like, I don't I'm just going to compartmentalize this because I like everything else you're saying. Like you're at the gynecologist and she's like, are you in Aries? <laughs> I'm like, what Wait. gave it away? <laughs> and by yeah. the way. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Someone once asked me to like contribute to their astrology page that I follow mm-hmm. and love and think is so funny as though I have anything to say about actually being a Capricorn. I have no idea. If you told me anything and you were like, that's such a Capricorn thing to be tall, I'd be like, isn't it? I have like, like, <laughs> like yes. what? You know, I'm only, if I get those emails, I'm scrolling right to me mm-hmm. and I'm absorbing almost nothing except what comforts me any anything that right. feels off i'm like oh that must be wrong yeah i don't know. A, probably some other kind of moon rising yeah. um well when i was young i remember i first look at mine and then i look at the the horoscope for whatever guy i had a crush on oh yeah, it, yeah. it's me too me too and you just think has any would, would were any of them thinking of us even a fraction of that amount of time no, no. And no. also, whenever I would go to a fountain where people would, you know, make a wish and throw coins, those were always about oh, these guys. And I don't think anyone ever spent a dime on me. <laughs> oh, I was having a conversation with someone earlier today where they were saying their therapist was encouraging them, like all therapists do now, to like have compassion for your past self and and like the children who live within you. And I'm like, 
I am mostly like, you little idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just wasted six quarters on Andy Hannon? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. Right. Because you start with the small coins. Yeah. But if all you have is quarters, you got to invest. In. They're That's going right. in. If you, if you still haven't been kissed and it's 10th grade, you know, yeah, you're, you, I'd, throw in a, I'd throw in a Susan B. Anthony dollar if I had Yes. It. Do you remember – did you ever have a $2 bill? Not for fountains, but just for, for collection. <laughs> uh, I've got four – I don't want to open myself up to a break-in and, and breaking and entering situation, but we have four $2 bills in this <gasps> household right now. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. yeah and I mean, it's, yeah. it could be worth $8. It could be worth like $8 and a few cents because – We don't know. We don't know. What we were told, and now I think Tony and I are a little bit older than you, but j- roughly same same era of growing up. Yeah, we were told hang on to them because yes. this is rare, and it's going to be worth something someday. And Everything I'm still waiting. Yes. Everything was rare. Everything was about to be worth something. I only somewhat recently got rid of my baseball cards, and I only collected two players because I collected based on looks. Oh, so. <laughs> I know, I know like nothing about baseball cards, but I like cute people. Who did you collect? Yeah. David, uh, David Justice, um, and Ken Griffey Jr. So, Tony, do you know them? I do. I, I, uh, when I was a kid, I was very much into baseball cards. Yeah. That was my era. Yeah. Yeah. That was the era. That was the era. So just binders of them. And then I would get a Beckett guide and look up the value of just those cards. (laughs) I'd be like, "Hmm, I have cents worth. Baseball cards. Right did you? Here. Did Everything you give, was collectible. Did you give them away or did you sell them? I think I donated them. I'm pretty sure it was in a situation where I mean, so this at this point, it, I don't know if it's that reason. We're talking like t- now. I also am in a time freeze. I don't know if you guys feel this way. Where the the year 2010 is five years ago. Oh yeah. The year yes. 2000 is 10 years ago. Don't you <laughs> like make somehow you- and the year 1999 is also 10 years ago and the year 1990 is 20 years ago max? Yes. So you, you make that point in one of the yeah. essays in Bad Vibes Only that like you can now just casually refer to something that you just did and it turns out it was a full decade ago. This, hap- this happens to me. Like, what new music yeah. have you been listening to? And then I'll mention a band oh, yeah. and I'll be like, oh, their album came out 15 years ago. But yeah. to me, it's new. But it's fresh. Yeah. It's fresh yeah. and I still love it. I still get yeah. a thrill when it comes up. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it wasn't recent at all that I did that. I was literally in a two different decades of life. No, I was, I was, at, it was, I was 30, I feel like. I was 30. Um, and that was 10 years ago. Wow. Goddamn. I know. But so, I kept everything. Okay. I kept everything, Allison. I kept everything. I was like, this could be worth something someday. But even the things I have that could be worth something, and I don't even know what they are, but I just feel at various times of my life, I'll like Google and be like, oh, yeah, that's worth a little something or other. Like, I don't intend to sell. I don't know. Wh- what am I holding? I mean, what am I expecting? Like when when I have to pawn something because times have gotten tough? I think and that's I, I wouldn't what, even that's know how, how to pawn something. I'm I know. so frightened of I live in Phoenix, Arizona. We have pawn shops galore. You cannot go anywhere without being like, you want to pawn something? I don't know what it means. I just know it's frightening. Um, and I I literally don't know what it means to pawn something. But I also, of all the things I own, I also somehow 
have held on to things believing they have some sort of mysterious value, but also when it's time to get rid of something, I believe it has no value. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are like this. There are people who like sell their like used, right? right They're like clothing that they don't wear so much anymore. It's like very normal to do, right? Even like people do it on Instagram. People like we know will yes. be like, oh, you can get these jeans. I'll send you these jeans for, yes. and I'm like, I have sent people clothing from my closet for free because I'm like, I don't know, guys. I like, ew. Like you complimented I don't, this sweater. Someone's selling yeah. this sweater on on Poshmark for $30. And I'm like, I already wore it. I'll just give it to you. <laughs> yeah. But I'll buy stuff on Poshmark and be like, yeah, that's definitely worth $60. I can't find it anymore. J. Crew stopped making it. But if I own something, I believe it has somehow a lot of value and no value at once. Right. Yes. I don't really, I don't think of my clothing as pieces. So I don't sell yeah. my pieces. But also, no. I don't, to me, Having to box it up and take it to the, like one of the best things of being married for me is that my husband handles putting things in boxes and sending them and going to the post office. Like mm. it's one of my, there's just a few things and a lot of things that I dislike intensely. Back when going to Kinko's was a thing, I hated, I hate, I have like an unreasonable hatred for going to Kinko's and I worked as a journalist and this was like when you had to make copies of articles and send if you wanted to write for a new publication you would send them your clips it wasn't all an online thing yeah so i periodically have to go to kinko's and make new copies and i just it was like my least favorite thing when i was applying to college having you know paper i think i hate paper and cardboard is paper i just the whole thing so even if i could make you know 25 dollars from selling a t-shirt or a, a sweater or whatever i think dealing with it would be such a pain I you should have married me because I will go to the post. I love an errand. Really, I love an errand so much. I love going to Kinko's. I love getting a stack of paper. Like oh when I edited that book, you just bad vibes only. It can, yeah, it can all be done on a computer. Yeah, and I'm like, I better print it, and I'll go to, go to Kinko's and be like, let's check papers. What are your paper options? Let's feel them all out. Oh, I'll come back in an hour, so it's a double errand. Great. Okay. I love going to the post office. I love going to the post office. The longer the line, the better. I'm like, hey, slow down. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Don't rush. Don't here's rush. Here's the question, though. Okay, so you're doing your edits on paper for Bad Vibes mm-hmm. Only, which I actually, I do understand that. Like, sometimes yeah. it's just easier to see things. Yes. Um, I, I would, off, even though I will sometimes read, a, you know, digital version of a book, I like to be able to flip back and mm-hmm. forth and fight, you know, I, so I do like having yeah. a hard copy of something. But- you got papers everywhere. I don't know if you ever are in a situation where papers are everywhere. Papers are everywhere. And if now, I turned this camera, you'd be like, uh, and your paper now, phobia would just be triggered. <laughs> and now it's time to like get up and do something else. Where do you leave all the papers? But I'm a very messy person, by the way. I know I it's too. sound, it's make, this is making too. it sound like I'm neat, but I'm very yeah, messy. Yeah, I am too. And I'll, uh, they'll be everywhere. They'll be everywhere. And then I fall into a pit of despair because I've accumulated too many things, right? Yeah. Like, do I really need to, if I get a letter, like a bill in the mail, right? You can pay those online, but I'll keep it physically as oh, like okay. evidence mm-hmm. that I received it or something. But then what do you do And I will do literally write on it paid with the date. It's all in a in a cloud somewhere, honey. They know. You paid them. <laughs> no, but <laughs> like, that's- I Like, they like got it. <laughs> that's good though. 
That's just good bookkeeping. But then do you like file it or just leave it on your desk? Because I, I would leave just it leave it on my desk. I leave it on my desk till I have like a full breakdown, mm. which – so I already had one a little bit earlier. Like because I can't – sometimes I do feel like I can't see things on a screen. The minute I was like, you didn't – I never got the link. I don't know how I missed it. Like I did a search. I should have sent you a like, hard copy the of garbage. the garbage. You should have emailed me. You should have mailed me the link, which is customary. <laughs> People mail you. Typically, I get a letter with the link in it. I type it into URL. Right. Very unprofessional of you. Um, and then I have like a breakdown because there's too much paper, or there are too many tabs open, <laughs> or yes. you know, it's um. But yeah, I don't know why paper is so comforting to me. I'm like, oh, now it's real. Now something mm-hmm. is real. Maybe that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. I feel like it's only recently that I don't distinguish between actual gift card or digital gift card. Oh, I used to feel said, like a digital gift card was like not. It's just not the same. I, I don't think it's. I still to this day, if you send me a digital gift card, no, you didn't. I have no idea. What it is. <laughs> it's with I'm the like, link. It's with the link. I'm like, no, mail it to me. Yeah. I want that. I want that piece of plastic. Let's fill a landfill with these little. <laughs> Plastic cards. I have no idea how to redeem an online gift card. Are you serious? Oh, do you? Do you know how? I do. Yeah. I already feel like my grandchildren are already like making fun of me and they don't even exist yet. <laughs> well, it's crazy. I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old and they are – they know their way around phones and tablets. And I mean, it's just – it's – I'm not saying anything people don't know, but like it's crazy how intuitive yeah. that is for them and, and yeah. where we have more of a challenge. And we were have, just – before we started, we were just talking about parents asking us the most – like specific tech questions that don't quite make sense to us. Like we're their tech help and here I am talking about my kids will be mine. Already, um, already. Yeah. And also it's like, I I don't know if you've gotten to this age yet. My six-year-old doesn't quite do that this yet, but he's my youngest. But like our 10-year-old, definitely our teenager will be like, oh, I'll just – and like we'll grab it from you, you know, or be like, oh, and like what do you think you're going to click that I haven't clicked yet, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like they'll like take the Apple remote from me and be like, oh, I'll do it. I'm like, what, you'll talk to Siri in a way right. that I haven't figured out yet? It's so – I don't have that yet, but I do have Elliot handing me his iPad needing help in like Minecraft or something. And I'm like, yeah. I don't – you know more about this than I do. I can't even look at Minecraft. I get like motion sickness mm. and I really – it means so much to them. They're like, come on. Like I want to show you something. I'm like – uh-huh. Oh, wow. They're like, no, that's bad. I'm like, oh, no, then. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> so, Tell me how to react. <laughs> um, Terrible thanks for asking. You've taken it independent, right? Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Tell me Thank you. how you started the podcast. And so I, I'm now oh, asking you two yeah. questions in one. Yeah, I want to know about it's, your experience. It's all connected. Going- it's all yeah. connected. Okay, and great. this is the Patreon one, right? This, no, this is the this is the everyone one. Okay, this is the everyone one. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I started this. I started terrible things for asking in what I did not know were kind of what was kind of I think maybe the best era to be starting something because there weren't a million podcasts. There were merely a hundred thousand podcasts <laughs> at that time. There were merely a exactly hundred thousand. And my first book, I just turned in my first book. It's okay to laugh. Crying is cool too. And I was – I had become suddenly unemployed 
after my husband Aaron died. And I had started to cobble together like a freelance career. And I wrote poorly paid essays for online publications <laughs> where you know you're like laboring over something and then you have to invoice seven times for a hundred dollars six yes. months later. And I was doing like freelance copywriting for whoever needed me to write literally everything. I turned in the book. I had become kind of a, a because Aaron and I wrote his obituary together and it went viral. Mm-hmm. It is uh we revealed his identity as Spider-Man. <sighs> I had started to get so many messages from other people and I got them kind of constantly after after the obituary came out. And it was messages from people all around the world and some of them had dead husbands and dead dads and you know had lost pregnancies, but a lot of them had been through something completely different and were reaching out to me, a complete stranger on the internet with these long, long, long like DMs or emails or Mm -hmm. Facebook messages that were deeply, deeply revealing saying, I've never told this to anyone. I don't know who to tell this to, so I'm going to tell you. And I just kind of realized, oh, why are these people telling me? Uh, Because for whatever reason, they feel like they can't tell the people around them. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile – what was I telling the people around me, my close friends and family? I was telling them that I was fine. Mm-hmm. I was telling them I was fine. I didn't need any help and I didn't need to talk about anything. And meanwhile, I was having uh, truly the worst year of my life, uh, had never been to therapy. Mm. So you, how did you even I, know what sign you were? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Believed I didn't need to go because, and this is in my first book, what would a therapist tell me? That I'm sad? Mm, I know so many people who who have attitudes like that. <laughs> Literally wrote a whole chapter in my first book about how much I did not need therapy. Wait, was it a sin- it was a sincere chapter? Like at a that sincere point, chapter, you truly, 100%, okay. so you truly like, believed you didn't need therapy. I was like, I bet that could help some people. <laughs> not me, not me. Okay, not me. So, I've just been like living, bathing in cortisol for you know four years straight, like. Just to, to catch, just to catch people up on what was yeah. happening in your life, and of course, jump in uh, yeah. if if I get anything mm-hmm. wrong. But you had um, a miscarriage. Your husband died of brain cancer, and then your dad died, all in the space of s- some months. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was October third. I had a DNC. I found out the pregnancy was not anymore on October 2nd. And the next morning I went in for a DNC and five days later, my dad died. He was in the ICU with like every, what cancer, generic cancer. I don't know what kind of literally things were, a lot of things were happening. And then six weeks after that, Aaron died. And Aaron had been sick with glioblastoma, stage three glioblastoma for three years. And I had an almost two-year-old and I was 11 weeks and six days pregnant, which is Mm. like, you believe that if you can just get to – like, just if you just got to 12 weeks. If I could literally just not gone to the doctor on the second, on the third, I would have been fine. And um, so obviously I wasn't fine. You know, like obviously I wasn't Mm. fine. and. Uh, I did end up going to therapy and I did end up um, basically having this realization about all those messages, which is uh, these people reaching out to me because they did not have the space to talk about this in their real life. And if the people in their real life knew how they felt, 
they would really want to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Like they would, or they would, they would maybe be so crushed to know that they felt this way, that they felt so alone or that their loved ones had failed them in some way or that nobody understood them. And I literally took that inbox and terrible. Thanks for asking. The title was a rejected book title because oh. my publisher thought it was too negative where a book in for a book where my husband dies in like the first five pages. Right. So. I think it's a good title, and I think you have been. <laughs> I thought so correct. too. I thought so too. So I, I was like, fine, I'll use it for something else, and I brought it to um, our local public radio station, and was like, do you guys know how to make podcasts? <laughs> I actually went on Twitter and said, does anyone in Minnesota, where I lived at the time, know how to make a podcast? <gasps> and and did they? <laughs> and someone did, and it just sort of like went from there, and. Uh, this past summer, I got to leave that organization with my show and my work, which it's amazing. I, yes, it is. It really is. So I'll ring in the seventh year as an independent podcast creator, which is what I should be and what I tell most people they should be <laughs> too. Um, I, I do too. Yeah. Has how has the transition been? It has been like what I imagine taking off. Like, um, you know when you take the weighted vase? Uh, why can't you know when you take the weighted vest off at the dentist after they give you? Yes. Yeah, Next and you're right, like, whoa! Yeah. Have I always been? <laughs> have I always been this spry? Buoyant? Yeah. <laughs> have I always been able to breathe this easy? Uh, it feels really, really good. It feels really, really good. And I've just had a lot of realizations about, you know, I was really afraid for a long time that I wouldn't be able to do this job anymore. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to cry because this is the longest I've ever held any job. Aww. I've never been employed for longer than like 18 months somewhere. And uh, and making this is like it it does feel like my life's work, and it feels like the most important work that I can do outside of you know interpersonal relationships, like the the most important like career wise work that I could possibly do. And I love it so much, and I just feel so relieved and so grateful. And uh, I'm also learning a lot. Like I'm what? learning a lot. Like just there's so many annoying things. <laughs> there's so many annoying things. And there were things that I didn't know because I couldn't know them because I was a contractor mm-hmm. or because, you know, it was someone else's job to know that. And so like it wasn't institutionally passed down to mm-hmm. like me specifically, but like – um, you know, I mentioned that like technology conspires against me. Um, but like you just have to do so many small, annoying tasks to get a podcast mm-hmm. into somebody else's phone. You really do. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> now, you really do. I know that when I went from being on a network to independent, my originally I was like, how am I going to book the show? That's going to be really hard. Uh, and for the most part, that was much easier than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Did you also, did you have someone booking before and now you're doing it or like, how's that, how's that go? 
I, do you feel this way? Also, <laughs> like we're both creative people, right? Yes. Like we are writers. We are we are uh, energetic, creative people. I have known this for a long time, but yesterday, um, my husband just said it to me. Like he said it like it was a fact that. He just said it so flippantly. He was like, you know, like he's like, you're just not, you're not a good manager. You're just a really good, like, you know, you're really good at the creative stuff. Like, you're not a man. I was like, how many times do you have to say that I'm not a manager? <laughs> and like, why are you saying it as though like the gang all talked? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like, like Nora, as you know, you would not be endorsed for management on LinkedIn. Like Nora, as you know, and I'm not. Like I'm not. I'm used to just sort of like, you know. Like I spend so much time alone. Like writing books is very solitary. Like even writing episodes of the podcast, we do narrative interview. So it's like I'll do an interview and then, you know, you go into the tape and you pick the tape you like, and then you write around it. And a lot of it is so private, right? Mm-hmm. You just do it on your own. And then you look up and you're like, oh, I forgot to tell anyone what I was doing or why. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm just like deadlines are not my strength. I can meet any deadline. I literally just need to be told what to do and when it is due. Mm-hmm. And you know how people like fantasize or like uh, like the internet is filled with people being like, "Be your own boss," and like you'll never or do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. Which I'm is like, bullshit, by the way. Even though what, I I like working for myself, but. I love working for myself, and also I'm like I've never had a worse boss. Like I, I <laughs> yeah. like Allison, I don't. I, like, it's a beautiful day out. Did I leave this room today? Like, I'm gonna did guess I, no. No, I'm like yeah. I. I act like I'm in a cubicle and there's like someone standing behind me, like <laughs> looking at my laptop. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I'm uh. The, the, I go outside because I walk from the house to the studio, which is uh, in a, like a little back house. But that's the dream. Uh, I don't go – other than that, I don't really go outside. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a real outdoorsy person. Um, yeah. And I was just – what was I reading? Something about how important it is for us to get a certain amount of outdoors time every <laughs> single day, maybe for our vision or – I don't know. Um, but wait, there's – oh, yeah. Gonna I happen. was going to say no. about about being a good manager. Like I know about myself, but I do – it's like what you're saying is ringing a bell. I do think when I learned this about myself, I do think maybe – it was something casual that my husband said, like, oh, I didn't know it was that obvious. And now I've come around to realizing managing people is like, and that whole thing is like, it's a very specific skill it that really I is. do not have. And I think I, no. and I know it a bit because my husband has had people who work under him and I've heard him talk about, you know, well, it's important to let them know da 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 or whatever. It's like a whole yeah. way of, because I'm so concerned with, I want to make sure what I say doesn't hurt anyone's feelings and comes across the right way and da 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 and like it's it's a much different conversation that he's having yeah. regarding oh, it. Oh yes. I mean yes, of course yes, he yes. doesn't want to be unkind, but that's yeah. not the fir- you know that's not uh putting a like a that's not a prison he lives inside. Oh, and I absolutely do. I'm like, "Oh, do you want me to do that job for you? I'll do it." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. It's fine. Honestly, I won't even I won't even ask you. It's okay. It's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Um yeah, I'm not a good manager. I'm not a good manager. I'm not a good communicator for somebody who like communicates, mm-hmm. right? Like publicly, like to the point where my husband will this has happened fewer times, but he definitely has been like you're leaving for a work trip and I'm like, "Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow." <laughs> 
like, where have you been? Like, Wait, do you guys I, have like a joint calendar or anything? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I said, okay. Well, you just but, didn't put it in. You put it on the wrong put, calendar. I put it on the wrong calendar. And then he's like, do you really think that I should be checking a calendar to see what you're doing? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. A little bit as Sometimes your manager. You I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to manage up. Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, Are you... This is a game that I'm going yeah. to call, are you the Daniel or are you the Allison in your relationship? Yeah. My husband's Daniel. Are you forgetful? Oh, yeah. Okay. You might be the Daniel. Yeah. Ooh, Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like in what way does the forgetfulness manifest? I mean, I, I have ADHD where when I don't keep myself on a schedule, right? When I don't like, I have a, I have a calendar on that mm-hmm. wall, I have four months of paper calendars that are different colors, huge, like two feet by three feet with color-coded post-its on it. Every day I look at my calendar, I write down everything I'm going to do with color-coded meetings between it. Mm -hmm. If I ever just try to freestyle a day, (laughs) I (laughs) I will absolutely be sitting here and my husband will text me, and I always get offended when he does. He'll be like, "You're picking up the kids, right?" And if I'm actually on my way, oh, to pick them up, I'll be so, so offended. Daniel. Yeah, but I literally will be like, "What kids? <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> like, like what? Uh, like two thirty comes at you fast. Mm-hmm. I, so it, like that kind of forgetful, or I will literally leave to go to Target, and then I'll come back and be like, "I didn't get any of the things I went for." Mm. But I have four new combs. So that's good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, so like like I'll say to Daniel, can you give Wendy, that's our dog, her medicine at 1030? And I'll say, set a timer or set, yeah. an alarm, set a reminder. And then he will – I'll come in from meeting in the studio at 1130 and he'll be like, oh, I forgot to – and I'm like, I thought you set a timer. He's like, no, I just – I wrote it down. Think <laughs> Like thinking he would just – like, oh. like we actually – he actually just – acquiesced and now he is setting timers because it was like a series of things like three days in a row yeah where it's like but writing it down is because you're gonna not think about it i constantly have a lot of things in my head that i'm like trying to make sure i'm not forgetting and trying to also make sure daniel's not forgetting and it's just like a it's like it's why i don't have a happy look on my face (laughs) yeah there's just a constant to do in my head that's that's you are you're the matthew Okay, Matthew is the Allison. Allison's the Matthew. Nora's the Daniel. Yeah. Daniel's the Nora. It's a hard – that is hard. Matthew says all day, every day, he's thinking about everything that needs to be done, everything that will need to be done. Yes. <laughs> that like, is – yeah. It's, so he's – yeah. it's another term. It's a another, lot of – it's mental, mental load. load. There it's you go. Load, ding, ding, mental ding. Mental load. But I yeah. carry one mental load, which is I know when his parents' birthdays are, I'm buying those gifts and I will then take the, any small thing I do. I made the bed every day this week and I was like, did you like getting into a made bed? He's like, yes, I love when you do basic adult tasks. I, was like, I also wiped down the sink. So like I, I clean the bathrooms on the weekend, which is like my zen Mm-hmm. Really, I love clean. I love cleaning a bathroom. What? I will come clean anyone's bathroom. I love it. I'm like spray, 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 scrub, 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 rinse, 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 wipe, wipe, wipe. Oh, so good. Um, and then I like the small things that I do. I really do like hold. Up. I need a lot of yeah. praise for. Also, I am literally every TikTok I see that's like husbands are the worst. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the husband. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a bad husband. 
The question is, is he watching those TikToks? <laughs> no, luckily, he doesn't have TikTok. <laughs> luckily, uh, the man does not enjoy uh, scrolling the internet. It, like He will use the internet simply to do something very specific, find out something specific, but never just like as a passive entertainment source. He is the perfect person. I know. Gross. Um, I do want to <laughs> ask a question. Now, I know that yeah. you have talked about experiencing the loss of your first husband um, a lot. So I don't, yeah. I don't want to like make you recapitulate mm-hmm. stuff that's already out there. Yeah. Uh, but I, there is, I am curious about meeting Matthew and sort of what that was mm-hmm. like. And I feel like I saw an Instagram that you last made. night. Yeah. No, that, but it was, Maybe. it was longer ago. There was oh, okay. an Instagram or like a reel or a TikTok or a something that you made where it was like questions that you get asked a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I was like, uh-oh, because I want to ask some of those. So I, I, apologies if what I – and I will tell you what I'm – like the thing I'm wondering about, but apologies yeah. if this is like yeah. a question that makes you um, go like, God, uh, why are people asking yeah. me these fucking annoying questions? Um, I guess I'm just, I'm just wondering what is that like, you know, losing the love of your life? And then falling in love again. And mm-hmm. is do you compare them? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, of course. Right? Um, yes and no. Like, because it's kind of like if you have in this, it's not the same as children, right? People, no matter what you say, people hate. Like, there's no good comparison. Right. There's no good comparison because it's so strange and but people love to say, right, like, well, you can love more than one kid, right? Mm-hmm. Do you love your four-year-old less than your six-year-old just because he's the second one? Right. And the answer is yes, you do. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a, it's but, unique. I mean, he just has, yeah. you know, there's a lot, a lot yeah. about him. I don't have a lot of him all day. But no, you know what, though? Actually, so we had the perfect dog. We had – it was adorable. Yeah. He was perfect. He was everything you could want in a dog. That's our first dog, Oliver. And then – um tragically he died very young it was awful it happened very publicly in that i was a public person so i shared it all publicly a lot of people grieved uh with us um and then now we have and he died before he turned two and now we have wendy who is also perfect but not as perfect but i love her just as much yeah Um, just a different it's just different different, right everything's different and i really struggled with this Because I struggled with the idea of other people's judgments and I struggled with my Mm. own judgments around this too because my idea of love has always – I think had always been um, small. How do you mean? Like even when I met Aaron, I was like so jealous of his ex-girlfriend, right? I was so jealous of her. I have felt that in relationships before. So jealous of her. And I was always jealous, right? And I remember he was just like – Okay. Like, I mean, we broke up. That's why we're not together. I was like, but she's prettier than me. <laughs> like, she's prettier. I'm tall. She's taller than me. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. She's fucking, she's like a 10. She's so pretty. She's so nice. Everyone likes her. Like, oh. I now know her. She's like the perfect person, Allison. She's so lovely. Everyone loves her. And Aaron was like, really, I think in a lot of ways, like my first real love, my first mm-hmm. real love, like the, the first time I had experienced love where I wasn't like, but are you sure you like me? 
Are you sure? Are you <laughs> right. sure? You know, like it was just so yes. safe. It was so comfortable. He liked me so much. He was the, I'm going to cry now because he was the first boy who really liked me, mm-hmm. you know, like liked me and liked things about myself that I didn't even notice or like think mm-hmm. were like a thing. He saw you. And he really did. And like, he's why I wrote, you know, I wrote mm-hmm. my whole life and he was the only boy I ever dated who read a fucking word. And he read every word, even the dumb ones, and was like, cool. He's like, you're a writer. That's so cool. I was like, no, I'm not. I, you know, I'm a, I do something else. He's like, no, you are. And, uh, I really, I mean, I wrote, I truly wrestled with this for a whole entire book. No Happy Mm -hmm. Endings is about this. And I, Aaron died, and I literally was like, okay, that's enough. Like, Mm -hmm. that's good. I'm good. Like, if you get that once in a lifetime, you're so lucky. Who could get it twice? I literally thought I will find a person who will satisfy me sexually sometimes. Maybe I'll let him like, you know, shovel the walkway if he's really feeling like it. He's never going to meet my kid. Um, Mm -hmm. He'll never live with me. I'll never have like, I'll never go out to a movie with him in public. I'll have to go to a suburb no one's ever heard of. Um, (laughs) Because, Because you felt like is that about people's judgment or your own? I just didn't have anything in me. I literally was like, I left it all in the field. <laughs> you know, I left right. it all in the field. And I I just can't imagine cultivating that with another person. I can't imagine another person like igniting that within me. I can't imagine it being worth it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I just can't. And like 50 weeks after Aaron died, so like almost a year, I randomly meet Matthew and – I am in no way, shape, or form interested in or ready for any kind of romantic relationship. And he was – so I literally just had him ask me out because I just thought, like, we'll, we'll have sex. And we did. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that must just, have been weird. He just uh, – no, the physical part of like, this is another weird thing about grief and something that widows are always really, really sensitive about. What does this mean about me? Right? Like, what does this mean about me? My like husband died or my wife died. And I literally just want to like go out and like get under someone. And Mm -hmm. I get it. Like you want to feel something. Mm -hmm. You want to, especially if you've been in a prolonged state of like stress and grief, like of course, and no judgment for that literally at all. Um, And it doesn't mean anything about your other relationship. And this is all going to connect. This is all going to tie together. But before Erin died, one of my friends, um, her husband had died of brain cancer Mm -hmm. just a few weeks, uh, like a few weeks into like her widowhood, I guess. She had uh, texted me and she was like, I'm going out with a dude and I'm going to bang him. And I was like, Okay. And I literally was like, I repeat this to Aaron, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, can you believe that she's about to go do this? And he was like, he was so like grossed out by my judging her. Mm, Interesting. You know, he was like, he's like, well, why, why are you judging her for that? Like, right. What does that have to do with you? What does that have to do with like her dead husband? Like you, you don't know how she feels because I'm not dead. And I was holding that up, right? Like my superiority, like, mm-hmm. look how much I love you. I wouldn't even think of this. Mm-hmm. And I think that he was showing me a mercy for my future self, which is mm-hmm. you do not know what you will need. You don't know yeah. what you'll need because you haven't been there. So why don't you shut the fuck up and stop judging a person for something you've never experienced yet? Yeah. And and yet, and yet, judge myself I did. Judge myself I did. But 
Um, I have said, and I thought like, oh no, there's no comparing the two, right? They're their own good thing. Mm-hmm. They're their own good thing, and they're such different things. Just like every single <clears throat> every single person is a different person. Every relationship you have is a different person. But I've compared them. I've compared them in like moments where I've like been where I've argued with with Matthew. Matthew's not Aaron, and I'm not the same Nora. Mm-hmm. Matthew didn't get the same Nora. Matthew didn't get the same Nora. So Aaron and I never argued because um, we were. I was different, right? Like I, mm-hmm. we just, it just was like a completely different version of myself. And who's to say that we wouldn't have, right? You know, who's to say that we wouldn't have if he had not gotten sick, but like there was nothing to fight about because really what mattered, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not to say that we had like some perfect marriage and we like literally never argue, but our arguments were like so low stakes. It was like, I want you to take out the garbage. And he was like, I will. And I was like, literally the fuck now, dude, it's overflowing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like you have brain cancer, but you're not dying today. Mm-hmm. So like, get yeah. out there, get out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the process of it, people, people are very curious about it. And I understand that, Allison. Like, I understand it's like, but how, how could you do it? I don't know. It's like, how could you do I, what? How could you do it? How could you possibly really you think you can love both people? Doesn't like this love for this guy who's in the other room sort of like negate your love for uh for Aaron? Oh, see, um, I don't think that. But I know but I but or like are you sure you love him? Like are you sure you do? Like, or if Aaron came back, like what would you do? What would oh, you yeah. do? And I, do I think have, that have was maybe like in that, that Instagram. Yeah, what happened? That's always, right? Mm-hmm. I always have dreams like that. Or like, oh, in heaven, who would you be married to? Like, first of all, in heaven, I'm not fucking married. In heaven, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> in heaven, I am I am with John Cena and we have an open relationship. Yeah, but, of course. Yeah. <laughs> in heaven, I'm with my third husband, John Cena. We're going to speak that into existence. Um but I do have dreams like that, Allison. I'll have dreams where like Aaron comes back and I'm so excited to see him and it feels so real. And I like I hug him and I like, kiss and I hold his face and I'm so excited to see him. And then I go, <gasps> Yeah. Oh shit, I'm married. Like I had no idea. So I got married and we have all these kids. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like he's just like rolls right into it. Very, very open to a throuple. So that's so good. That's yeah. So enlightened you know? of him. He gets it's so it. enlightened. Yeah. And he really was like, I mean, he was the life of the party. He was a person who really made you like, no matter what, uh, like feel like you belonged like in a room, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, like, he made me feel that way when I was like so insecure and like just so shy. I literally cannot believe that I do the job I do now because I couldn't even stand up in front of uh, my own peers at work and present my ideas without like breaking into hives and stuttering mm. and being like, and that one's dumb and now I'm done. Like, <laughs> um, like, yeah, you said that he said that you're a writer and you thought you do this other stuff. What was the other stuff that you were doing at the time? I worked at an ad agency where um, – and I don't know. I haven't worked in advertising in a long time. so And I've burned all those bridges. So let's light a match. But you know, the model was <clears throat> they're creatives mm-hmm. and they're account people. And they're project managers, but it was really creatives are like sort of like, you know, set us like set on a pedestal and like, oh my God, they're going to come up with these ideas. And, you know, they're so special. And like, if you aren't a creative, like nobody really cares. And I, uh, I worked in like 
I mean, I worked in like kind of a no man's land, which is like I had started like a social media department in like oh, wow. 2010 when people were like, I don't know, I think that's some, I think that's dumb. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, here's the thing, like I, I, I can write, and you can't write headlines the way you write tweets. Like you can't mm-hmm. write headlines or you can't write Facebook posts the way that you write headlines or radio spots, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I was I was literally I, was, I spent a lot of time writing tweets for great clips. So yeah, the, the haircut my, place, the haircut place, yeah, Don't home in the seven ninety nine haircut. Hopefully they're still doing it. I still take my my boys to great clips. So. Um, I think it's actually more than seven. They do a seven ninety nine haircut sale mm. from time to. I love Great Clips. Great company. Great company to work with. Great, <laughs> now you, great, you, great family company. <laughs> you said that you had burned these bridges, so let's light a match. But yeah, uh, do, in what way did oh, you burn just, the bridges? I just, I mean, I, I think I've just talked a lot about how stupid and extremely sexist and extremely stupid those organizations have been. And I worked with men who were harassing women, mm-hmm. mistreating women, talking extremely disrespectfully about women, having inappropriate relationships with women that they worked with. It's very um, mad men. Yeah. And I was like, you're in Minnesota and you wear cargo pants. So why don't you, why don't you relax? You know, why don't you, why don't you just like take it down a peg or two or just like really extremely unhealthy work environments? Like I found this email from one of Aaron's bosses to him before he got sick that was like, guys, I don't know what to say. I came in on a Saturday and I was the only one here. Well, like no shit, dude. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Like you're not doing like just the, the, the way that, that culture ran on fear and it ran on like, you better, that's probably why I still sit at a desk all day, right? Mm. Like you better show up, bill right. some hours and I better see a button, a desk to make sure that you're, you know, like doing, doing good enough work. And I, I mean, when I, when Aaron had a seizure, I went to the hospital. Um, He had brain surgery three days later. Um, and we uh, did not all have laptops at work. We had desktops mm-hmm. at this company and somebody brought a laptop to the ER so I could work on a pitch deck during the brain surgery. How thoughtful. <laughs> how thoughtful. How thoughtful. What, uh, cause, do, you, cause do, you, do you remember what company it was for? I do, and I won't say because okay. I hope to work with them again in the future. Okay. Not the agency, but the company it was for. And then literally, it's like I find out he, I find out he's my boyfriend at the time. We're married two weeks after this diagnosis. I find out he has stage four brain cancer, and <clears throat> we Google it, and we find out he has like three to five years to live. Mm. And the next day at six a.m., I'm in the parking lot of our agency in like a pencil skirt. So that I can drive in the same car as a creative director and another account person and the president of our company or whoever to go pitch some new business. Mm. Like just no uh, – and Aaron's company, by the way, like uh, very humane, kindest people, like really, truly were, were, were so wonderful and humane through that. But like – I left the agency I was at as fast as I could, as mm-hmm. fast as I could. I was like, there's no way that I will survive this working here. Yeah. There's no way. 
I'll I'll I'm gonna lose my mind on someone and they're gonna how- deserve it, but it won't matter. And then like in person, how did they treat you that day? Do you remember? I mean, no one talked about it, which was good. Like I remember I remember when I went back to work, I'd sent an email to my boss that was like, I don't want to talk about it at work. I literally don't. And if that changes, I will let you know. Mm-hmm. But when I'm at work, I'm gonna compartmentalize so hard and I never ever want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. And um I walked into the kitchen my first day back, and there's this guy, and he goes, so I heard about your boyfriend. Is he going to die? Oh, my God. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. He's like, yeah, but like, you know. I was like, well, we're all going to die. And he was like, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, oh like what's God. the – like, what's, what is it? And I was like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. And I don't know. It's um, It's just a company of like a bunch of like – straight white men all the creatives were just like straight white men who were really fucking rude and yeah. mean and like i don't know i'm sure i had like one or two friends but like i don't know it's it's a uh, crazy stories like where you're just like this was like this was in the 2010s you know what i mean like right. th- that i can't believe that was 10 years ago mm-hmm. and that's how people were but it was like an entire lifetime ago like a literal entire lifetime yeah. ago yeah if you – and I'm sure this is a question you get asked and I'm sure it's something yeah. you've thought about every now and then. And it's something there's no answer for. So what a wonderful yeah. question I'm about to ask you. But yeah. I'm just curious. If you hadn't – this you know, this thing had – okay. So the obituary goes viral. People mm-hmm. see you as someone they can pour their heart out to. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you are receiving all this – you know, the, people are sharing their their worst moments with you, and you're like, "There's a there's a podcast here." If if and all of that was born out of these tragedies you experienced. If that mm-hmm. hadn't happened, where do you where do you think you what direction would you have gone? Would you have ultimately um, maybe ended up here anyway? I think I would have ended up here anyways, Allison. But you and I would be talking about something completely different, and I would have still had a podcast, and I would have still written. I would have still written a bunch of books Mm -hmm. and they just would have been about something different because I really have always had this inside of me. And I think for a while I was afraid like maybe that's the thing. Like is that what – that's not what made – I don't know. I don't want to say special, but it's like that's not the – that's not the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And maybe I would have just stayed uh, writing tweets for great clips and I would have like climbed a specific corporate ladder and just like sort of lived in, in, uh, in misery. Or maybe I would have started a ice cream company where I only sell twist cones. Mm. I only sell twist cones because why are there no machines? Anytime you, you can't find a good chocolate vanilla twist cone in my experience. Okay. McDonald's stopped making them. They're, they're rare even now at at Dairy Queen. Hmm. Like you can get frozen yogurt that's chocolate vanilla, but not soft right. serve. I was and I think say, that should be available at every restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> what is up with that? Okay. I would have seen that hole in the marketplace. Yeah. And I would have filled it. I would have done something. We would be talking. It just wouldn't be about this. I do believe that. I'm sorry, I'm stuck on the twist cone thing because at every frozen yogurt place that's like yes. you can, you know, the yes. out here we have like Menchies and maybe mm-hmm. Menchies is everywhere where you can uh, serve yourself. There's two flavors and then there's the nozzle in the center for mm-hmm. the, the swirl. <clears throat> so yeah. what you're saying, 
if I'm hearing yeah. you correctly. Yeah. You cannot get soft serve that way anymore. You can't Why get, not? No, it's like you can get yogurt, right? It's frozen right. yogurt, but you yeah. know the vanilla. You don't want the tang of the yogurt. Right. You don't want that in the chocolate. You don't want the vanilla. Mm-hmm. You want like old fashioned. Yeah. Soft ice cream. Soft ice cream. You want the – like even the McDonald's stuff had like a certain fluff to it. Mm. You know, and it's like why would they take away twist cones? Why would they take away such a small joy? Yeah. Why? Tony, do you have opinions about this? You're you're from the Midwest. I – uh, you know, I hadn't thought about it in a while, but I have to completely agree. <clears throat> yeah. Because that was uh, – yeah, that was that was a staple of of uh, my childhood there. Mm-hmm. I remember that blowing my mind like the first time. I feel like was that was that always around or is that something that like came about in the 80s? Cuz I feel like I have a memory of seeing it the first time and my mind being blown by it. I feel like it, to me it was always there. To me that was that was a go-to treat. <laughs> That was like <laughs> I can't imagine a world where someone was like all I want is vanilla. I'd like twist is where it's at. I don't know who I hopefully Allison you have like a big contingent of like higher ups at McDonald's who listen to this podcast yeah. and are huge fans. I mean and I hope so. Please if you know yeah. anything about about this, please yeah. send in an anonymous message or sign it show at gmail.com or just tweet at ariynbf. We will be revisiting this topic cuz I need to and but listen, I don't want to I don't want to, you know, in in- incur the wrath of you guys, but I I would order just vanilla because I like the novelty of the twist. But I feel like if you when you and I know what I'm saying is very controversial, but when you mix chocolate and vanilla together, the whole thing becomes chocolate flavored. Oh, uh, you and my kid! Wow, I just took him to get yogurt at one of those many yogurt shops, and mm-hmm. he goes, "Next time, I'm just gonna get plain vanilla." <laughs> yeah, I I hear that, and I feel that too. Uh. Now, why why Arizona? Were you in? Um, where were you before Arizona? Were we were in Minneapolis. Okay. I was in Minneapolis for most of my adult life and most of my childhood too. I left for college. I lived in New York for a little bit, and then I moved back home. And I was like, I'm going to stay for a year. And then I fell in love with Aaron, and I was there forever. And then, uh, and then I met Matthew, and he had kids who were in school. And I was like, shit. Now we're really stuck. Now we're really <laughs> stuck. Now we're really here. But. Um, I am too depressed for the Midwest. Mm. I <clears throat> I truly can't do it. I get it. I it's so hard. Tony, where'd you grow up? Michigan. But oh, I've also oof. spent a ton of time in Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of gray days, a lot of snow. Oh, yeah. And so cold. And- oh, you meant for the weather. I thought you meant you're too depressed for the um the attitude of the people there. Oh, no, I think a lot of them are depressed too. Okay. But <laughs> but um but you know there it's like a part of the stoicism. People are like, we love winter, we're gonna embrace it. And I'm like, I, you know, it's I I would just wilt. I would just wilt mm. every winter and just got harder and harder and harder. And then frankly, a large part of it is too like it is hard to be in a city where a lot of really wonderful, beautiful things happen to you, but also every one of the worst things in Mm -hmm. your life happen there too. You know, every single one and every version of myself is sort of there, Mm -hmm. except this one. And Aaron's family lives here in Arizona. Oh. So we have, we knew people, right? We knew people here. There's, I'm looking out at a blue sky. It would have been lovely to move to LA, <clears throat> financially, it was not feasible whatsoever. So glad we didn't mm-hmm. do that or 
the pandemic would hit and we would have been like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh Arizona was like a uh it just it just kind of made sense. It just kind of made sense. Our kids really like it. Uh our oldest goes to ASU. So okay. it's every boy's dream to have his family follow him. <laughs> okay. That's how did he take it? <laughs> he was like, okay. We got in-state tuition. Okay. We got him in-state tuition, so he's actually very yeah. grateful because he's not going to have college debt. Right. So yeah, there are a- some benefits to having yeah. your parents there. But I can – yeah, I can also be like oh. – Yeah. Yeah. I remember – this is not at all the same, but uh, I was going to New York for CMJ. Tony, did you ever do CMJ? Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? Yep. Uh, call, it's it's like when I – Came, came of age, there was South by Southwest and CMJ. These were the two big music festivals. Um, and CMJ is no more. And CMJ was in New York and South by Southwest was in Austin. So I was going to, I wrote about music. I was going to New York for CMJ. Uh, and I was going to stay at my grandmother's apartment at which she was not in at that point. Uh, and then my whole family decided they were also going to come to New York at the same time. And then it turned instead of it being like an Allison in the big city thing, it was just a like, now I'm just, on vacation with my parents. <laughs> but I suppose there were some benefits of it. But yeah, so you didn't it, eat for dinner. That's right. That's yeah. right. I, there was a lot of free food is what there was. But it was, yes. you know, not quite yes. the independent trip I was hoping it would yeah. be. Yeah, he I mean, he has his independence. He did happen to finish high school and start college in 2020. Mm-hmm. So he was online, yeah. starting college online, living in this house. It this was ha- the one you're in, or like he was, yeah, in, the in this it. room, in this room, yeah. and you know, because he was, it, it was literally the day before he was set to move into the dorms, and he was on TikTok, and he was like getting served at, not ads, getting served TikToks of kids moving into the dorms and being like, this is so miserable. It's just mm. one kid a room, every yeah. other room, every other floor. The food gets delivered to you. We don't even get to go to the cafeteria, you know, just stuff like that. And right. he was like, I don't want to do that. I think, I think it would be bad for me. So yeah, I actually it's it good actually, awareness, good self awareness. I bet having you guys there for that was like actually ideal. I mean, I will always think that. <laughs> so, but he's, I mean, he loves it. He loves college, and he's doing really well. And uh, I don't know. We we haven't shoveled anything in three years, and of course, I miss my family. But it also is really nice to kind of build something that's yours and your Mm -hmm. family's like in a whole new place in a whole new place completely out of context um my husband the one that you're like from our quiz earlier he grew up in tucson uh and his mother still lives there so i don't know arizona that well but i've gotten to know tucson a little bit and like i totally i totally get the arizona thing i love the desert it could be any desert like i love you know like the palm springs area just for like i love the feel of the desert you know, I just like that. I like desert air. I just – I feel like I'm a lizard and maybe that's why, but I really do like it a lot. And we live in – like Phoenix is cool. Okay. I'm just going to say anytime I tell someone I live in Phoenix, they're like <laughs> – and I think they think that it's all brown McMansions and that is Chandler. Okay. That's Gilbert okay. you're thinking of. That's Mesa you're thinking Are of. those places close to Phoenix though? Yeah, I think they're suburbs. They're suburbs. Uh, and I've, I've tooled around them. I get it. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like developments, right? Where every house is like v- vague shades of brown. Mm-hmm. 
And it, a lot of people love that style. And I think that's great if you do, but I could not live in a neighborhood where every house was like identical, was like just an option of a floor plan. Mm-hmm. Um, like I get really turned around very easily in neighborhoods like that. And it's like kind of unsettling to me. Mm. Like one, I was in a suburb in like Minnesota when I was a kid and I was like visiting one of my cousins and we went next door to his friend's house and it was the same house. <laughs> and I was yes. so shocked. I was like, oh, like, yeah, like, yes. Growing up, we lived in a, a, I don't know, tract or whatever, where there were like five different styles of house. And at this point, if my parents are still in this place, every house, not theirs, but like every other house has been like remodeled. And so now everything is, un- is it? Everything yeah. is a snowflake. But growing up, it was always weird to go to a friend's house and be like, oh my God, this is our house. But it's like flipped around. Yeah. It's a, they've, it's the other side of the L. It's very strange. Yeah. You don't um, have the goose wallpaper. You've got the right. sunflower wallpaper. Right. Right. Yeah. And, or like, oh, and they, ex- you know, my, my mom, my mom would say like, oh, this actually is, that's the same model as our house, but it looked totally different because they had like knocked out a wall or anyway. Yeah. yeah. Fun with um, <gasps> architecture. Let's do just mirror everyone. Now, let me just say, I am yes. on Patreon. 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 Yeah. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. All sorts of fun stuff there. Outtakes. Behind the scenes content. Uh, there's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. You can get uh, videos of the Thursday show sometimes. Often. And if not, the, if, if we haven't done it on Zoom, then I take like while we're recording, I take little videos. Uh, and... Also, you can get episodes of The Friend Zone, which is my Patreon bonus podcast, and Nora is going to be on The Friend Zone. And there's been things that I've been wanting to talk to her about during this episode, but in my mind, I'm like, no, we're going to do – I'm going to put those on the Patreon. And your, your mind will remember those, Allison? Yeah, I think maybe. God. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. If I get uh, nervous, no, though. That's that's where I start – like, if all of a sudden yeah. I get a shot of adrenaline inside, and then I'm like, oh, what were they? Um <laughs> In fact, I got to make a note here. I'm actually, I'm just going to give a little tease. There are some <laughs> words that you and I have bonded over both hating. Ooh. So that, but then okay, also yeah. I need to ask about Disport and, because you have <gasps> oh, an yeah. essay about that. Yeah. And I know that, and I know that you've mentioned it before. Um, yeah. I, I need to ask about all of that. And I have yep, something. Yep, so yep. we're going to get into just all in of that. Forget. Thank okay. you very yep. much. Okay. So patreon.com slash Allison Rose. And if you do an annual subscription, you get two months free. Um, yeah, normally I would take questions here. We're, we're going to push those into the, the friend zone. So let's do just me or everyone. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Nora, do you have a just me or everyone? I do. When on the rare occasion, right, where I interact with or see a police officer, I immediately think, oh, no, I did a crime and forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) Did I? I robbed a bank. Mm Mm-hmm. And forgot about it, and they're here to get me. I yes. killed a person, and they're here to talk to me about it. Uh, two cops walked up to our house a couple days ago, and I literally was like, 
oh no, what did I do? <laughs> I did a crime. I'm like, this is, it's over for me. Like, what, what was it? Like, what did I do? They were looking for like some wild youth that had been roaming our streets because a neighbor had called to complain. And What's a youth? A youth, a youth. Oh, youth. A youth, a youth, yes. You just a did youth. a Micah's yeah. mini there. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I thought uh, it was some kind of animal I haven't heard about, and I got excited. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. It is. And I was right. like, as like kids, I was like, I guess I have some. Like, <laughs> what? Are, I was like, is that wrong? Should I not have kids? I'm get. Am I getting arrested because I have kids? <laughs> like, what did I do? Yeah. And just any one pulls up next to me, I'm like, it's over. I don't know why. I don't know why. Was I speeding? Absolutely not. If anything, I was probably driving too slow. Um, yes. Immediately, I'm like. I'm going away. I'm going away. I see a cop. I'm, I'm turning myself in. Um, I don't think that's just you. I don't think okay. that's just you at all. I don't know that I have it. I don't know that it goes that far. But like when I walk through, you know, a metal detector and nothing goes off, I'm like, oh, phew. And then I remember Same. like, but I didn't have anything on, you know, I'm not hiding. Yes. There's nothing in my butt. Um, yeah. <laughs> or same with like, yeah, with cops. I always, I think everyone gets a little nervous around yeah. cops though. Yeah. Or like the I, TSA when they wipe your hands. Yes. Like explosives. I'm like, who? I, I, <laughs> I don't know. guys. <laughs> I, it used to always go. So when I was doing IVF, trying to get pregnant, um, I went through a phase or doing egg before that, when I was doing all the egg retrievals and stuff, I went through a phase where I did not want to walk through the scanner machine. And, and if you ask them for, um, if you say, I want to opt out, then they have to do, they'll pat you down. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Very sensually. It real. they'll be like, I'm now going to take the insides of my hands and rub them along the insides of your thighs. Yeah. Um, Like jokes on you because my husband's dead and I like it. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Uh, and it'll you, but listen, warning to anyone who's doing it. If you're in a rush, don't do it because it takes a don't while to it. like yeah. get the, the one female. TSA Take the radiation agent. if yes, you have to. <laughs> exactly. And they swipe your hands. Yeah. So as part of it and the hand swipe thing would always come back bad for me, negative, whatever it is, like something would go off and then they would have to like go through all my stuff. And eventually I realized, I, I think it was this kind of lotion that I still use all the time, but it has glycerin in it. And I think it was the glycerin in the lotion oh. setting it off. I think because now whenever I travel, I don't use, I don't put that kind of lotion on my hands yeah. right before I travel. But yeah. it was really but like, like when, when it went off, were you like, yeah, that tracks. I was doing a crime with, somewhere. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> no, I was always just annoyed. So maybe I, maybe in that sense, maybe it, it is just me. Yeah. Maybe it is just me. When Daniel and I were flying back from Paris, which makes us sound very highfalutin, but it's the, it was the one and only time we went. Was it when we had a layover in New York, though? I don't know. All I know is, like, we were in the line to get on the plane, and then we got pulled out because they had been looking. I mean, it was like, this was scary, scary, scary because I was yeah. like, are we going to get on? They were looking for us everywhere. They needed to take us and our carry-ons back to the scanner and like look through everything, which they did. And then they took us back on a golf court, golf court, golf, golf cart, <laughs> because I think I think we were like the last ones on the plane. That was weird though to think like, oh, they've been looking for us in this whole airport this whole time. Yeah, we I thought we were free to go, but we hadn't been free to go. 
but it was very like quiet. It wasn't, you know, over the loudspeaker. They weren't calling for us. Anyway, um, that is, I have a just mirror, everyone, which is I received some perfume as a gift when I lived in New York. So how many years ago is this now? A long time ago. And it is still in my bathroom. Even and I and I appear it's it was two bottles. The brand is fresh and I and I like they they make good <gasps> stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh and periodically I smell it and it smells good, but for some reason I I just I'm it's like doesn't smell right for me to wear it. I mean it's still good, but I I just can't I don't know. I don't like it enough to want to wear it. Mm. But I have now brought it with me on every single move because they're pretty little bottles. And I can't find, I can't see myself throwing them out. So I keep them because the perfume bottles are pretty and I like how they look, even though I am never going to wear it. Just me or everyone. It's got to be everyone, right? <laughs> that, <laughs> that one might be just you. But although, I mean, I'm also looking directly into a closet that is filled with things that I have not used, touched, or thought of that I've moved I mean, until I move, right? And I moved them all the way down here to do what? To to, to decide in that there, yeah. But okay, yeah. Do you wear perfume? I wear one or two perfumes, and you and so the, are those the only bottles you have? Yeah, really. That's it. But I used to hoard them. I used yeah. to hoard okay. them up because I like the way they all yes. looked. It's and so then, it's so like look at me. I'm a grown up lady. Yeah. And then I I just periodically, I will just decide everything must go mm-hmm. and I will be clearing stuff out. I will let go of stuff. I will sometimes, you know, there's always home organizers who are like, once you let something go, you never regret it. That's, That's not, not true. true. That's that not true at all. So not true. Yeah. You will forget you got rid mm-hmm. of it and be like, son of a, like what? Like, no, right. I- Oh, I did not feel that way about the perfume, but I did. I had a bottle of perfume that I literally kept for 10 years and moved uh, to a bunch of places. And it was like dusty. Yes, but these bottles are bottle. dusty. Yeah. They're the bottles dusty. are dusty. They're dusty. Yeah. I need to just, but you're like, but someday like, I might like, you know, change my, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Change how yeah. I feel about sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, I did it with lipsticks. Like, oh, it literally doesn't even look good on me, but I'm like, but it could if I knew more about makeup. Mm. This could be the one, right? It feels bad to put on. Well, maybe you should grow up, okay, and suffer through this lipstick. I also, I mean, there is makeup in my makeup arsenal that is so old. It's so ridiculously old. But then when I go to look for something, I can't find it. So not so that's the problem with the like proto hoarding mm-hmm. is that yes, I have it somewhere, but I'm going to end up buying something new because I can't find it. I do that with books too. Oh, I, do I have done books. that with books. Yes, and so like in that closet, which I forgot that I'd taken certain books. Oh, certain books will go on the bookshelf in that closet, right? Mm, yeah. And then I will know. No, you won't. You will look at your other bookcase. And be like, they're oh, they're you know, I must, I must not have it. No, you, you do. Well, you have three of them. And then if you if you buy it on Amazon, it'll let you know you already bought it. Yeah, yeah. But if you you know, you can go to your bookstore, your local bookstore, and buy four or five copies of the same book. They will not say a word. They're not going to say a word. (laughs) Maybe they think you're giving it to your friends. Yeah, like, Um, wow, she really loves. She really loves this one. Uh, let's do, hey, go fuck yourself. Is there anyone mm. that you would like to tell off? 
or anything. Oh, a person? I mean, a it thing? Could, it okay. could be a person or thing. It really could be anything you want. Oh, God. Really? Okay. Here's the thing. There's some serious ones, but I think I'm going to choose a lighthearted one okay. right now, which is like wind that blows at you <laughs> when you have lip gloss on. Yes. Don't Don't blow from the mm. – blow towards me. Don't blow my hair into my lip gloss, the way that I act as though this element has personally come for me and that there's that that it has hurt me physically when really mm. it's minorly it's just it's done something sensorily that is unpleasant, deeply unpleasant. Unpleasant. But to me, there's never a time that I'm walking yeah into the wind and it's no. blowing my hair back in a, like a no. glamorous way. It's uh, Somehow, if there's any wind, it's always blowing your hair across your lipstick. Yeah. Sideways. It's sideways. It's just so gross. And it's been happening my whole life. <laughs> did you ever, Why bother? Did you ever wear MAC lip gloss? Yes. The stickiest lip. I mean, such a good gloss, but the stickiest. And so, if you got any with pigment, it would leave yes. hair marks on yes. your face like totally. whiskers. Yes, but. yes. So I, back in my drinking days, would always <laughs> – this is so embarrassing. Okay. Imagine like kind of a sloppy gal with a cocktail straw stuck to her hair. Because what would happen is I would get my drink, I would have my little cocktail stirs, which you're not even supposed to drink out of, but I liked to. I know. I would have the Mac. Then why do they give them to you? Why? Why am I stirring why, my own drink? Why? Yes. <laughs> why give me two tiny straws if they're yeah. just for decoration? So I, you know, take a sip of the drink with my. It was Mac Paramount, which was like a maroon brown with lip glass mm-hmm. over it. Take a sip. And then the straws would be coated. And then I'd turn my head and my hair would hit the straws. And then I'd turn my head back and my hair would pull the straws out. And then I would just think they fell out or something. And then some kind person would pick them out of my hair. (laughs) Always. Like all the time this was happening. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like your 20s, you know? (laughs) It really is. Yes. So so the wind is who you want. Yeah. The wind. Very – not every wind – but the the wind I'm talking to knows what they did. Yeah. They know who they are. And it's why? Why? Right. Hey, wind. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Thank you. I agree. It's been 20 years since I've been in a convertible, but those were also situations where – you need to have some kind of like tippy hedron, you know, scarf thing. Yeah. It, and and so few people, I, I don't know how you wear one of those without having a sweaty head. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you need the exact right conditions to enjoy a convertible. This and, is true. you know, it's like you need there to be enough sun that you're warm, but not so much that you're sunburned. You need your hair in control, but you don't want to wear it like fully, you know, back because then, you know, like, what's the point? Right. Whenever I see somebody in a convertible wearing a sun hat and sunglasses, I'm like, just put the roof on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Put the lid on. Okay. Put the lid on. I'm with you. Yeah. If uh, if you work at McDonald's, weigh in on our earlier questions about soft syrup. And then if you drive a convertible, weigh in and let us know, do you like it? Or is it just something that you're suffering through now that you bought it? Yeah. I, I'm desperate to know that. Yeah. I am desperate to know that. Um, 
Nora McInerney, it has been so nice having you on the show. I cannot wait to get into all the stuff we're going to get into on the Friend Zone episode, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. But again, the book is Bad Vibes Only and Other Things I Bring to the Table. Uh, I I know they're going to love it. Where should they get it? Uh, You should get it wherever you like to buy books, wherever you like to buy books. And I say that with like no judgment. Where And honestly, you can listen to a book. That counts. I do my own audio books. I read them. And I love doing them. Um, like some of the best readers are people who are like, where is it the best for you? I'm like, whatever will get you to read a book. I don't mm. care if you get an ebook. I don't care if you get a paper book. I don't care if you get an audio book. Whatever, whatever books you like, whatever format of book you like, get it from the library. It, like libraries are great, you know? Um, yeah. Wherever you want to get a book is where okay. you should get a book. Okay, perfect. And um, tell them where else they can find you and plug whatever you would like to plug. Oh, you can hear my podcast, Terrible Thanks for Asking, wherever you get podcasts, unless I've somehow not pushed a button and it's not where you get podcasts, in which case, who knew? And I don't know how to make it happen, okay? Um, and uh, I, I, yeah, and I'm on Instagram, but don't follow me there because I have no idea. There's not like a consistent theme. I, sh- mm. I should say you. I'm offering you nothing there. Nora, Nora Borealis is my handle because I'm an internet user from the – from that era, right? Of the screen right. name era. Where okay. we had fun names. God, had it was so much pressure to come up with a name back then. It's like, yes. in a way, it's kind of a weight off that it's now you just want it to be your name, I think. I know. I know. And I always think it's so like sophisticated when someone's like, oh, it's just my name. I'm like, oh, yeah. No, me too. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> um, Tony, where might we find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And Bizarre Albums every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, please make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a review. Click five stars. Tell your friends. Uh, subscribe on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. And follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm the Allison Rosen on TikTok. And also check out Childish. That is my parenting-ish podcast that I do with Greg Fitzsimmons. Nora, thank you so, so, so much. Uh, was listeners. all that from your brain? You didn't have that written down somewhere? You just knew all that about brain. yourself? Yeah, but I me- I do oh. mess it up sometimes. Okay. For sure, yeah. Uh, like, or, or, you just asked me about myself and I was like, I don't know where you could possibly – where I could be located. Like, I, I write that down. Like I'll say something and then I'll realize that I'm not paying attention to what I'm saying and then I'll forget if I did a certain part. So that time it, hap- it happened uh, in it. one take, but often it doesn't. Um, listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. About the Allison Rosen show. We had a good time, but now we gotta go.